You're now tuned into the hottest podcast in the world, the Stay Woke Podcast, right here on the SonicBreakdown.com. Man, it's time to wake up. Time to wake up. Get this cake up. Get this cake up. Only thing I care about Welcome back to another Stay Woke Podcast. This is D-Ray Brinson. And you know the Stay Woke Podcast is presented by thesonicbreakdown.com. So head over there and check out our reviews or our articles uh, right now. And today is going to be a new music segment. And for this new music segment, we have uh, a guest that's been on several of the podcasts. Actually, he's not a guest anymore. He's 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 fan of the podcast. We have Trav coming on for another new music segment. So thanks for coming on for another Yo. episode, man. Yes, I'm in the building with the family. Trav, I'm in the building. Definitely. And let's get it in. And you know I had it. I had to get trapped for this one. And for all of you out there, y'all will know what album and what artist we're talking about. And all you got to do is say is Push. We're talking about Pusha T. Pusha T's album, Daytona. And uh, as a lot of you out there might have known, or for those who don't know, this is going to be the first of five albums that Kanye West is exclusively producing. He's producing all of these albums for his label, Good Music. And Pusha T was the first one to be released. It is a seven album project that clocks in at 21 minutes. Before we get into, you know, the content and everything like that, I was really surprised. First of all, I did know about that, you know, Pusha was coming out with an album. album. He's been talking about it for a while. My understanding, it was supposed to be called King Push, but they changed the title for reasons that we'll get into uh, possibly later. But that it was seven songs. I definitely thought it was going to be longer. What did, what did, what about you? Yeah, I definitely thought it was going to be longer. Because it's, like, it it's been like two years, two or three years since we uh, got an album from him. So. Yeah, 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 2015, right? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, 2015 was his last joint. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it was going to be a longer album. Oh, I definitely did. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of almost like it. If you hear seven tracks, you think of an EP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you hear these seven tracks, you're good with the seven tracks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, you're good. Like, you hear these seven together and how they rolled out. Yeah. It was, it was, it's no problem, man. Seven, and, seven, seven's a good number. Yeah, and, and I think it was... Um, Pusha explains why why it was seven albums, and, and it makes sense. Pusha explains it as... You know, the album was going to be a lot longer. He bring all these songs and all these tracks to Kanye, and he basically was like, nah, we're not going to go with that. I can produce them better. We're going to produce them. So Kanye produces them. Kanye throws them out because he's the executive director, uh, of executive producer of the album. And so he's pulling in, pu- pulling tracks and, and fine-tuning it down and tailoring it down and stripping it down to kind of give a more streamlined, condensed album, um, which I think he achieved. Uh, I I, I think because that to me is another component in art of being able to understand when enough is enough. An artist, if you're painting, uh, if you're painting a picture, if you put too much paint on it, it becomes, it loses its form. It becomes no longer a picture. It just, it just paint on, on a board or, you know, the colors will blend so much that it becomes black. So you have to know when to, you know, pull the pull the paintbrush away and say, you know, that's enough. I don't need to, I don't need to put any more highlights. I don't need to add any more to this painting. It's good. It's perfect as it is. And so I think that's what they were trying to uh, accomplish here. And I, I and for my feelings, I think 
it was it, it was uh, just the right length. Uh, what about you? Was it too short, too long, or just just good for you? It was just as good for me. Like I said, when you first when you saw it, that the track list was only seven, and you heard it was only seven, you're gonna think it was gonna you you you're gonna think that it was gonna be too short. Yeah. But the way the album correctly connected with each track, seven 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 tracks was 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 perfect. And it, yeah. Um, for this project, it came when it came right. Yeah. Um, when listening to it. Oh, go ahead. Uh-huh. I said when listening to it, it feels longer. It feels longer than seven tracks. Yeah, it does because he goes in. You know, he goes in. It's like full length songs. You know, it's not. It's not short at all. Like none of these tracks are short. They're full length, and they all sonically connect with each other. And it came up. It came out to be a perfect, perfect for seven tracks. Uh, I definitely. definitely yeah, I definitely agree. Let's start breaking down this album a little bit. Which uh, tracks were your favorite initially? Let's let's start with initially because I know like with every album, your your feelings and your favorites change as you listen to it uh, multiple times. But what was your initial favorite track when you when you started started playing it? The games you play. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely, ding, ding. definitely. That 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 production man, it hits so. And I can't see anybody else on that track but Push. I just the way the way that it's is is formulated, the way that it's stripped down, the way that the 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 production enters and and it leaves space for push to come in, it's just it's it's like perfect for him. I like literally I can't see anybody else being on that track and and fitting as well as he did. Yeah, he definitely definitely connected with that track way to to a point where you don't want to hear it without his voice. Yeah. Yeah, that that beat is so sick, man. Kanye did Kanye did thing on that track, man. Sick ass beat. As you began to listen to it more, which track started to you know rise rise to the level of the games we played for you? It's a hard question for me. I'll say for me, it was if if you know, you know, like the first track. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was yeah, that was yeah, that was yeah. Okay, okay. I can see where you're going with that. I can, I can definitely see where you're going with that. Yeah, when I first yeah. heard when I first heard the album, the one that stood out was the games we played number two. Like I said, instantly before any word is spoken, when that first beat, dun, 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 it's like, oh shit, we about to some. Yeah. <laughs> you already. Yeah, and then when it just boom and it just hits, um, so that yeah, that was initial same thing like you. And then um, after listening to it a couple of times, none of the tracks were bad. Uh, it's just that that was the one that stuck out. And then if you know, you know, that that stuck out later. Uh, uh, that rose to the top. And then um, hard piano again for me. I really enjoy enjoy the track, and it's interesting that you know this being a seven album track. There's only two features. You can't really have more than two. Yeah, you can't really have more than two features on a seven track album. Nah, or you gotta keep you gotta be real short with with, with features if you got a short album. Yeah, because they're taking up your 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 talk time, your 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 content time. Before we move on, I wanted to address the cover the album cover because there's been a lot of controversy and a lot of talk regarding that. When I first saw the album cover, I, I mean, it's, it's clear what it is. It's, it's, uh, before you found out that it was Wendy Houston's bathroom, uh, moments crime scene in, in essence, uh, the, when she died, 
you could just tell that it was a addict's bathroom. I, at least oh. I could. I I could tell that it's an addict's yeah, bathroom. Um, now people that aren't as familiar with addicts and and people dealing with those uh, afflictions might not have clued in. But or I mean, shoot, if you've seen The Wire, like. <laughs> Uh, but um, so initially when I saw the cover, I got the concept and I got how it related to Pusha T. And because if you listen to Pusha T, you know what his content is. But don't let that pigeonhole him because that's surface level listening. He talks a lot more than just cocaine and drugs and, and drug trafficking. Yeah, he definitely does. He, he, he talks a lot more than that. But that's kind of the vehicle at which he uses to to get people to understand. So. Then when I found out about that it was Winnie Houston's bathroom picture, before I go into how it made me feel, what did you feel about when you found out where that picture came from? It blew my mind. I'm like, you know, you know she was going, you know she was going through it, you know what I mean? But like just to see the love one, like the, the, the addiction, like mm-hmm. the, the character of it, like she was so in that zone, like damn, like that's the hotel bathroom. It's not like your house, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's you know like if that was that house that she lived at, you kind of you kind of get it like but that's like a two a week stay somewhere or a couple of nights stay, and you flip that bath like you flip that bathroom and put like your attic at home home bathroom like you know mm-hmm. at the house that was like damn she was really on it like like she was really on on a, on that attic zone like that like that's crazy you know what I mean. You know, you knew from the rip what it was you saw it. Mm-hmm. And if you knew that it was, you knew that was a real person at that point. Yeah. You could tell that wasn't that they set up for the fucking album cover. Like, they, they had, like, shit set up with props to mm-hmm. picture. Like, you knew this came from, like, a living person, attic, frat house, shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it was too real. Came from real elements. Yeah, it was too, it's too real to be staged. For me, my initial feelings about it was... My initial feeling was, wow, if I were Winnie Houston's family, I wouldn't be able to look at it. And yeah. it, it just brought me to that idea of, let's say there is physical copies. Copies. A lot of people don't, you know, people don't really buy CDs now anymore. The physical, the physical copy, you know, some people do, but yeah. it's, it's it's rare. It's it's more rare. But let's say you're Winnie Houston's family member and you go into Best Buy and you see that. Like, what do you think? Th- I mean, from I-, I would just think it would evoke a lot of sad, angry, frustrating emotions. So, yeah. so I-, I went that way. But then the next thing that I did go through was, well, what would be the purpose of using this as a cover? What like what there has to be there has to be something, you know, beneath it, a, a-, a message or something that you're trying to obtain besides shock and awe. And what I came up with was, it's something that we talked about on, um, I think it was a Just Blaze Rapture discussion, where we were talking about people holding people up to these pedestals, holding them up on these pedestals. Well, yeah, just like you said, you didn't realize that it was that bad. I didn't realize it was that bad. A lot of people didn't realize it was that bad for Whitney, but the fact is she died. So, you know what I'm saying? Like... It had to be that bad for you to get to the point where you where it kills you. You know what I mean? Well, but yet, yeah. but yet, but the reason why we don't think it was that bad is because the way that the media portrays her, the way that we treat our superstars, we treat them as 
you know, they don't do anything wrong. They, they, as you know, that they're perfect, that they're impervious from doing anything harmful or whatever, as well as we also put a lot of yes people in front of these people. Because if she had more no people that are saying no to her, there's no way her bathroom would get to that level. You know what I'm saying? There's no way. Like, to me, that picture shows it's a it's an encompassment of enablers because somebody allowed her and enabled her to, yeah, to, to get to that point. Uh, and, and a part of that, a part of that guilt or that 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 blame pie that we're going to that you would have to give out is we're responsible for it, too, as fans, as as society, because we allowed we been before she died, we were talking about, you know, her having a problem for a while. But literally nobody was doing nothing about it. If we really cared that much, we would have if if we as a society and, I, and I'm not you know pointing the fingers at anybody individually. But if we cared about as much as we say in a society, we would have stopped giving her attention to to kind of help correct those actions, just like we do with anything else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and we didn't because she's a superstar. She's a star. All we cared about is as long as we continue to get that music. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like I, that is kind of how I internalized it as I still think it was kind of uh, crass to to put that picture up there as the album cover. But if the intention was to highlight and to uh, showcase that we should not be holding celebrities, even myself, Pusha T, Kanye, to these levels that we are. It would allow it wouldn't allow it to get to that point where we can feel that we are gods, we are impervious, where we can do whatever we want, and there is no repercussions. So that's kind of that's where I took it. Yeah, I just I just yeah I, I definitely agree with you, man. Absolutely, you put on a pedestal. You know, a lot of people with, that get put in the light of of, of you know um, being a, being a status and an artist. You don't look at them. When you hear these things, you don't really, really look deep into it or look closely enough and just to see that, man. I mean, now that I think, now that I think about it, when I really look at the, at the cover now, it's like that's part of our soul right there that's on that, uh, yeah. on that path, a troubled part of our soul mm-hmm. that now you're going to be reminded of every time you look at the album cover. Like before that, you would just think it was like a trap house or, or some other, other kind of addicted or famous bathroom, but now, when you look at the album cover, you're going to see that I was with these troubled soul that was captured in that picture on that album cover. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now every time you look at that, that's probably going to work. I mean, to me, that's probably going to work in my mind now. I'm yeah, not a, really sure how my family feels about it. Yeah, it's, a, um, it's, a, it's basically um, a reminder of a cautionary tale. This, you know, th- th- this can happen to you if you go down this route and... Or we can yeah. allow this to happen to others if we continue to enable them to do it. And so that, I guess that's the only positive that I can take from it, from that cover. And it does fit Push's content. Yeah. Because on the, on the flip side, because that's the other thing is people think that Pusha just glorifies drug the drug trade. If you really listen to what Pusha says, he always keeps it balanced. He keeps it balanced. Yeah, like. Definitely. Yo, yeah, we get all these good stuff. I've been doing this. I move all this way, but I've seen people die. I mean, I've seen, I've seen horrible, horrendous, horrifying things. That does it really make it worth going through all this other stuff? That's that's up to you to decide if it's worth it. But he doesn't just glorify it. He gives you both aspects to it. At least that's 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 what I pick up. 
Yeah, he, did, he definitely uh, you know, you know, we lost a lot. Took like a lot of sacrifices for mm-hmm. this year. Uh, you know, even in real life, like you know, we talked about um, in 2009, his whole camp basically got indicted and locked up. Yeah, like none of his original people that he came into the game with, besides his brother, maybe Pharrell, um, but someone like his home base team and people. His road names, they were all from his hood and all out doing street shit and, uh, you know, pitching and hustling. They all got indicted and snatched away. So those are the dark parts of the down parts of the mm-hmm. game. Yeah, the, the, the loneliness they, 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 they like, Yeah, the loneliness he felt when that happened. Well, yeah. So it ain't just, you know, it ain't just about making money and getting all this paper and getting whips and, and fucking with the baddest chicks and, and, you know, jewelry and chains and. You know, it's also the incarceration, the death, to have the customers be like somebody you know, loved ones, family members, and the shit being addicted to the shit that you out here pushing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a fifth corner of that kind of life, man. You know what I'm saying? So, he definitely has to balance Now, people think he doesn't be up here talking all this Escobar shit, like, you know, and talking like he, like, like he was fucking um, Al Poe and Rich Porter and all that shit. But nah, he, he definitely tells you the flip side. Balance is my fucking pussy too. Yeah. Um, even though he do a lot of drug talk, you know, it's the way. It's not. It's it's not what you. It's not always what you talk about. It's how you like. It's, mm-hmm. always how, it's how you do it. Mm-hmm. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. And he shit. I mean, you know, like I don't complain now with these young cats coming up. But but they they they're simple minorities. Talk about getting high and and, and drugs and trap and shit. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of them are corny because of the way they deliver it and how they do it. But Push has always done it in such an artist way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so. Yeah, that's a picture. That's the other thing about it, too, is it's it's the elegance in which he gives the delivery. He's not just he, he's not just saying just just words like he's really crafting how these words are coming together because you can't come up with the similes, metaphors um, that he's coming up with and not pay attention to it. And that's what, as you said, that's what separates him from those other artists that you, that we're talking about that. Yeah, they do talk about drugs and drug culture, but they're just, pro- they're just promoting the drug use. He's, he's giving you the entire view. He's giving you that entire aspect so that you can make an, an informed decision. It's like with anything in life, you need to get as much information as you can so you can make the best decision. If I tell you I'll give you a million dollars right now, of course you'll take it. But if I tell you I'll give you a million dollars, but I have to cut both of your arms off, you're gonna have to then rethink. Yeah, well, you're gonna have to rethink yeah. about that. You have more information. Yeah, well, you can then make a more informed decision. Like, hmm, well, that million dollar might not be worth it. You know what I'm saying? But you have all the information to determine what's best for you, and that's the key difference that I see um, with push. And one of the things that you, you brought up, uh, how you were talking about the devastating aspects of it, he talks about that on um, Santeria with uh, his uh, yeah. road manager, Day Day, getting stabbed and killed. Oh. So, so showing, showing that balance and, and how it affected him, not only uh, because in other tracks you get this confident pusher that like, man, nothing fucks with me. Like I can just, I just, you know, that, that confident, but then he'll give you songs, like I said, that keeps that balance of Santeria where he's like, no, nah, man, I hurt too. Like I, I've gone through things. I'm I'm hurting too, 
I have to figure out a way how I'm going to deal with this pain, how I'm going to deal with uh, this loss, these things, which, again, goes back to what I was saying about that balance, um, which I think is important and, and key. Yeah, he definitely balanced it out, showed you flip sides, man. Yeah. Painted a perfect picture like an artist. Mm-hmm. That's what you just being a rapper, an MC. You know what I'm saying? He's an MC, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, master of ceremonies, master of his yeah, of crafting, you know, his craft. You know what I mean? Showing you his art in an artistic way. He ain't just out here just fucking rapidly rap. You know? <laughs> you know, just putting tracks out on some fucking tap dance and shit. He out here doing, he out here, you know, he, he out here making fucking, uh, you know, Masterpieces. You know, project. Yeah. But, yeah. He's, he's, he's really working on that craft. What I wanted to ask you as well is, uh, about the, the Rick Ross feature. What did, what did you think about that feature? And I always like to hear, well, hear Rick do features with people, man. Uh, 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 Rick Ross, he knows how to gel with people. And Pusha T's one of the ones that I, I haven't had heard, I haven't heard them collaborate a lot I'm, i want to say this might be either my first or second time ever hearing them collab i want to say that i think i might have heard them when kanye was doing that uh what's that shit kanye was doing a couple years ago with the friday thing oh the the cruel summer the yeah the, 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 good, the good friday good friday tracks. yeah from the cruel summer uh tour fridays yeah i know what you're talking about right i Right, that's probably the first, the first stuff. It's probably yeah, that's probably the only time I heard Rick Ross and Pusha T might have been on the same track or something together. They do, they do. Uh, I mean, I know the other track, I just can't really remember except that time and this time. I think I thought it was dope, man. I, you know, Rick Ross is another guy that that you know um, delivers well and makes well projects, you know, and uh, always makes good music. <laughs> what I thought it was a dope track, you know. Yeah, I did too. Um, what what I what what reminded me, and I didn't think about it until I saw the interview with Pusha T and the Breakfast Club, in, in regards to Rick Ross, and he was like, they asked him why uh, he got Rick Ross, and he was like, Rick Ross is one of the people that I can always send it, and he always comes back. I don't have to worry about it. I know he's gonna come back with that is gonna be on content. It's gonna be similar content of of what the song's supposed to be. Because we talked about that before, too, is how sometimes you'll have a feature and they not even talking about what you talk, what, what, what the song going about. They just giving you lines and it's not matching the, the feel of the song. But he said that he never has to worry about that with Rick Ross. And I started thinking and going back in my mind of all the features of Rick Ross on other people's projects. And I can't think of any feature where I didn't feel that Rick Ross complimented that feature. Which right. I think is an a, a test to his skill and quality. I think people, which which made me think, uh, you know, Rick Ross is underrated. I'm not gonna and let me let me clear this out for everybody now. I'm not saying Rick Ross is top five, dead or alive. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. No, I just make you just make <laughs> He's he's better than I think people actually give him credit for. That's all I'm saying. I, people say he's good and stuff like that, but I think he's actually better than that because of what we just said. Yeah, for him to be that, for him to feel in track or or uh, consistent when he's on other people's features and consistent with their theme, that that requires a level of skill. Because as we've seen, everybody yeah. can't do that. <laughs> so the artist skill, yeah, true artist. Yeah, so I mean? 
that I, I just I just I felt like we needed to bring that up because I didn't think about that until this project made me think about that. You know, making making good craft craft projects and features, being able to, to, to execute ideas quickly in the age of sending tracks like you know my moves coming up you know people i were in the studio at the same time together yeah so you can feel that energy you heard what other person was spitting he was in the same room so he's able to to just get a track sent to him and able to then execute as if he was in the same studio as the person exactly build off that yeah, so, uh, yeah, again, shout out to Rick Ross, uh, Maybach Music. L- let's talk about the, the, now, let's let's get into, um, we're almost getting closer towards the end of the of, of the the uh, album, and uh, everybody's been waiting for it, but we're not quite there yet, but let's get into the Kanye West feature. What did you, what, what did you think about that Kanye West feature? It was funny, um. <laughs> poop, poop and scoop. Yeah, yeah, poop the scoop joint. That was funny the way he, he responded like that. But he then also gave you bars. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. He played with that. How do you how do you, how, how do you respond? Yeah. You know, and, and, poop. Poop. Poop scoop. Like, <laughs> but then he gets the bars though. Then he yeah. actually gives you bars after yeah. that. Like, you know what I mean? Like actually, you know, he went in, gave you some bars. So I thought that was dope. I thought it was a dope feature, man. Again. Side of all the shit with the Trump shit and all that, at the end of the day, Kanye's Kanye when it comes to this MC in it and when it comes to this producing. You know what I'm saying? You got to give it, I mean, it's still there. You know, so uh, I just knew that, you know, I knew what Push, he wasn't going to play around. Yeah. He's going to get what he on the track with Push. He ain't about to do, he ain't about to do what he gave y'all the last two seconds that, that he gave, that he threw out. I know you can talk about the one with T.I. as well, the previous ones. Yeah. He wasn't going to do, I mean, he's with Push. He ain't about to do, he ain't about to play around with that. He's about to give you some, some bars. It might not be something so crazy, but he, gonna give you, he ain't going to fuck around. You know what I mean? I definitely. I, I definitely agree with you. Uh, I, I thought it was, you. for me, I had to take it into, and in, in, put it in context for when you lift, when you hear lift your you lift yourself. The same thing I said when that when that track came out, and and it fooled everybody because you listen to the beginning of Lift Yourself and you're like, oh shit, Kanye is back, man. The production is this shit's fire. He's back. We got the soul soul uh, sample, you know, Chicago Kanye West back. And then he hits you with the poop poop poopity scoop or all, all that. <laughs> so you're like, oh shit, Kanye got us. But you, it, it, for me, in my mind, I was like. But damn, that production still fired. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck, fuck that poopity scoop lyrics. Like that, yeah, that was trash. But the production is fire. And I was in my mind, I was like, if he gives us this type of production for these five albums, the Pusha T, the Kid Cudi, Kanye collabo, the Kid or uh, Kanye solo piece, the uh, Tiana Taylor, and then the Nas album, Kanye is supposed to be producing all of them, every music on there. Yeah, he did. Yeah, 35, he did. 35 tracks. So Word. that's so when I heard Lift Yourself, I was like, if if these 35 tracks are going to be similar to this type of production, oh, we're in for a good summer. Like, this is going to be a real good summer musically. And again, I'm separating yeah. the artist Kanye, music yeah. pro- producer MC, from what we're seeing on social media, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TMZ, all that. I'm separating those two. To me, yeah, they're two separate people. 
I don't agree with that Kanye, but I but the music Kanye, I would be dishonest if I say that the production that he's giving us, the production on Daytona isn't fire. That the production on Daytona isn't shit is fire. That that's why that's that's why when Nas said it's a classic, when uh Puff Daddy said, Oh, he sees this as a classic, and I'm this is just I'm just talking about the production at this point. You can't deny it, and if you do, you're not being to me, you're not being honest. You're not being you're not being real because the production, regardless, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care who produced it. It's good. (laughs) It's good. And so I really enjoyed the fact that Kanye, as we said, he put that that poopity scoop into context and made it funny and made it. He made it a bar. He made it a bar by saying, what's your response? Oh, okay. Yeah, and that would be <laughs> that is a Kanye response. So it makes it even funnier in that regard. And then, like you said, he does actually start giving some lines, which gives me yeah, hope yeah. that when we get his album and we get the Kid Cudi album, that we're not just going to get great production. We're also going to get lines, lyrics, concepts, real thought, and, and uh, oh, attention to the craft. I mean, that's what we're hoping. But I'm hoping it goes that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also, we could also get like that album that he did that one that was that was kind of spaced out. We could get another oh, one of those. The Yeezus too. one? Yeah, Yeezus. Uh yeah. Was it Yeezus? Yeah, I didn't I mean yeah. I didn't I didn't like Yeezus. I'm gonna be real with you. That was out of all his albums, that's my favorite. <laughs> least favorite. I'm sorry, least favorite. Let me correct that. Everybody, I said least favorite <laughs> is that Word. is Yeezus. The production on here is is standout to me. The lyrical quality is is standout. It he's push is giving you more metaphor, similes, anything you can imagine. Wordplay, storytelling. It's it's all in here, but it's condensed down. Everybody's been waiting for it. Uh, before we wrap it up, we have to. We we be a dis, we be doing a disservice if we didn't uh talk about infrared. And the tracks yeah. to to, to <laughs> the tracks to follow this uh, track. So, what did you feel about Infrared first when you first heard it, and then we'll get into the subsequent tracks. Well, when it. I heard Infrared, when I heard Infrared, I know he definitely had definitely had shots loaded up. <laughs> taking shots, you know what I mean. I definitely knew he was taking shots. I know what he was talking about, especially when he said that Nas wrote it. Crittany, you know, written by Crittany, like he was going in, just not being able to retire. Very bird, man. Like, I knew he was, was shooting. And I knew that it was going to have to get some kind of rebuttal because he was just going in. He killed, he, he killed, he, he killed them lightly with that one. It was nice little, like, it was like he was at the funeral, like, reading the eulogy or some shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, kind of. And then, and the beat. Oh, that's what made me think of the eulogy. Like that beat is just like some, you know. When you said when you said eulogy, instantly, uh, the the female vocals, the the sample, just started yeah. to play in my head. Yep. <laughs> instantly started to play in my head. I was like, oh yeah, it is like a eulogy, and the, and the line that initially, because when you hear the beat, you hear the production, you're like, oh my gosh. When the production starts, you're like, whoo, you know what I meant. Infrared, you know what I meant. I was like, okay, okay. And then the beat kicks in, and then he starts off. You're like, okay, he's he's got bars. And then you get to the line. It was written like Nas, but it came from Quentin. And you're like, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, shots fired, okay. And then um, the subsequent shots for that is when the CEO is blinded by the glow is different. 
but myself and the Coles, I, I believe in myself and the Coles and Kendricks because it's yeah. it's been reported of the Cole Drake war. Uh, I mean, not Cole Kendrick Drake kind of war. Cole doesn't. I don't. As far as I know, he's never taken shots at Drake, but you get the impression that Cole's not infatuated with Drake as the rest of the world seems to be. He's not. No, not to say that he has an issue with Drake, but he's just not, he's not like everybody else where it's like, if, as Stephen A. Smith says, if Drake farts, people going around saying it's perfume, uh, he's not in that, in that crowd. So I just thought that was interesting as well, putting that. And then the line that really got me is, so I don't tap dance for crackers and sing Mammy. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I, was like, I was like damn and that line became even more fitting later but before yep. we yeah before we get into that though when you first heard this and you're like because he takes shots at drake there is a couple of shots in there but it's not a the whole track is not about drake the whole the no, whole he, he took some shots out way too man. yeah he, he's basically to me this is kind of he's like i got some shit to say and here it goes y'all not gonna like it but i don't care and I've been holding this in for a minute because uh, that line about uh, about baby, it's a great line and it's so it's it's funny. It has every element in it. It's it's a good line. It has references in it that you can get easily. It's funny and it's witty. He's like, and it's it's like I killed a baby. Like <laughs> the way that I was talking about baby, you would think I killed a baby. That because especially. When you take that into context, because everybody in the world was praising Ross on uh, Rather You Than Me when he went at uh, Baby. Nobody had an issue with it. Everybody was like, wow, oh, that's great for Ross to, to do that. But, you know, Pusha basically was saying the same thing. So, wh so why, is it, why is it received differently? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely right. It was mad. It was like, you're getting personal. You shouldn't be going out deep like that at this time. This and that shit. And then when Rick did it, he executed it so well. He gave, he gave Rick for doing his props for it, you know. Yeah. He definitely did it in, in a genuine place. You know, he wasn't really trying to eat the bird then, but when he executed that track and he did come out and spoke about it, it was done in a, in a genuine artistic way. Exactly. Um, and that's and that's so what... That was okay. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's what that line... Salute Ross because the message was pure. It's exactly what you're saying. Is right. Ross was trying. Is again. It's like what we're saying. It's about you know your intentions and how you go about expressing those intentions. Ross' intentions right. was I'm concerned and I think this is messed up. Like you're you're affecting people I care about that that I personally have personally invested in. Um, not money, but just feelings and and emotion. And so I'm gonna tell you how it made me feel and why I think it's wrong. Which, which is nothing wrong with that. But I also can get pushed aside of, I said the exact same thing. Just because I didn't say it in the same manner doesn't take away what my message was. So so I, I feel him on that, um, in, in that regard. Uh, I just, it was just an interesting dynamic of, of putting that together. This was a great way to end the track because we're getting bars, we're getting lines, we're getting uh, everything that you want in hip hop. And beef is a part of hip hop lyrical competition it's a competition this is hip-hop this is and i mean to me i have no real issue with him taking shots at drake in this in this regard because especially when he explained it later of of saying that for this particular track infrared basically like there's levels to this man like the same thing we do with basketball we say you know michael jordan 
They're talking about LeBron being in the conversation and then Kobe is always in that conversation, you know, regarding of who's the best of all time. But then there's other people that are really good, but you don't still put them in that that category. Like Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson is a, a great basketball player. Nobody denies that. But nobody ever says when when you're having the Michael Jordan conversation, nobody brings up Magic. No, no, they never do that. You're right. That's, that's, that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? But that doesn't take away... If you, if you talk to anybody, that doesn't take away that Magic was a great player. So there's levels to this thing. And to me, Push is basically saying, I'm I'm about this craft. I'm about these words. I'm about writing this stuff. So don't put me in the same category as somebody that doesn't have that same level of attentiveness to their words. Like, don't know. Because we're not on the same page. We're in the same field. Yeah. We're in the yeah. same field. Yeah. Yeah. But Just we're not in the, yeah, we're in the, we're not in the same lane. He makes great, he makes good music. Don't get me wrong. The way he formulates, the way he executes, the way he puts it together is good music. But I made great lines. I made great bars. It, there's a difference. And I'm not talking about monetary success. Those, these are the things that Pusha was saying. And I felt him and I agree with him that there are levels and there are things. You can not You can say Drake is a great artist, a great musician, da-da-da-da-da-da. But you can't say he's a great lyricist. You can't, you can't put, because then when you put him in, then you're disrespecting the people that do put the time into that craft. I just thought that was interesting. And I'm not saying, and again, I don't know. I don't know if Drake writes all his lines. I don't know if he doesn't. That's not for me. But it's been rumored rumored long enough and it's been uh, put out there long enough that it does feel like it has some legs to stand on. It does feel like there is some some level of truth to it. Now, to what what degree, I don't know. But there's never been any claims against Pusha. There's never been any claims against Kendrick. There's never been any claims against Joey. There's never been any claims against Cole. There's never been any great... The people that we consider lyricists, there's never... Nobody's ever gone to Nas and said, oh, did you write that? Nah. He wrote wrote his shit. Yeah, you know what he wrote. You know what I'm saying? You know. So that... I feel like you have to take that into account somewhat. Again, this is... I'm not trying to lambaste drake i'm not trying to denigrate drake or anything like that like i said i think he makes good music but there's a difference it's just yeah. a, it's just the same thing if um yeah, they, they're, they're two different levels of mcs man and um and and he's definitely not in pushes league as far as like lyrical combat's concerned or just a local beast be able to be a the aggression of the lyricism he's not on that level that's exactly the bottom line, yeah you know I mean? and that's that's nothing wrong with that <laughs> there's no there's literally nothing wrong with that that that's kind of just where i st- where i saw it at now so uh for everybody out there if you don't know by now i don't know where you at you must be under a rock but pusher drops this album we get infrared infrared comes out on friday friday last friday yeah then was it Saturday or Friday night that we got the the Doopy freestyle. I think it was Friday Friday night. Yeah, it was Friday night. I remember, I remember be rocking out to the because I was actually off and I was at home and you know you know I work at night so I was actually off just chilling and uh just listening to the pusher joint just going through the you know through the tracks and getting the feel of the album and rocking going for a couple of uh, rounds or, or listening. And then I have to that's the the, the item, see what's going on, see if the people talk about this album, and boom, there's a Duddy freestyle. I'm like, Doopy freestyle. I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, this motherfucker ain't wasting no time. No time. Get it over there. And then I heard that, and I'm like, shit. See, 
that's the one thing about Drake, though, and the people around him, whether you whoever he's used to write this shit or if somebody isn't or not writing it, but isn't at all all writing it. But but when he get around Drake and and he wants to respond to something, he's gonna have a nice production off the rip. Like this guy's gonna try to turn this shit into like a to like a, a marketing scheme to to create like a record. You know what I mean? Like some like, oh shit, this motherfucker responded. <laughs> the, the fucking production sounds right. I'm, I'm, I fucks with that production. That beat was dope. So I'm like, oh, you know, here we go. Here, here we go. This is going down. Yeah, and, um, that I'm is like, that is one thing that Drake is can't deny. He has a great ear for music, a, a great ear for production. He knows what production just sounds well, sounds well. That is a gift that you can't deny. Um, that that is one of the gifts that he has. Where you know we've we've talked about other artists in the past that are great lyricists that don't have the greatest ear for production. Um, people said that about Nas. You know, yeah. people yeah. said that about Nas. Nas is people. Everybody claims that you know he's at least in the top three to top five lyricists of all time. Right. But one of the criticism that he he used to get, um, not as much anymore, is that he didn't have a great ear for production. Right. So, I mean, yeah, and he has some good. You got definitely got some good joints with some of the some production, even with Ether. Yeah. Like, since we yeah, since we're talking about that, right? <laughs> since we talk about the ballad and, and and what that and production, I just want to bring up a point you just said about you know you you, you might not have the greatest production. Yo, when the shit popped off with him and Hole, and I heard Takeover, and it was like a fucking track, like a real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like production, like you know what I mean. Like yo, they sampled the doors, like you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like yo, and now came through with the ether joint, and it felt like he just ran in the studio. I, this is my first initial. Yeah, so, feeling. It. I remember being. I remember being there. I remember living through this shit. Like, like I remember, you know. Yeah, where were you at that point? Yeah, feeling. Yeah, like I was right in it. So I'm like, yo, I'm hearing this shit. I'm hearing Takeover for months now. And I'm like, I'm cringing every time I hear the fucking songs going at Nas. <laughs> going at Mob Deep. Everybody knew it was like two of my favorite rap at like, you know, staples in the hip hop. And I'm like, fuck. And he could be hit the doors and the doom, doom, doom. Like, oh, man, this fucking the production's crazy. But then Nas comes back with Ether. And I'm, I remember being in the car by Uncle God, wrestling so long from Ray, and um, when the shit got premiered on Hot 97 Live in yep. real time, and I'm like, fuck, like, yo, now I'm coming back to this fucking beat track, yo. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Like, yo, what's up with this beat? This shit sounds, this shit don't sound up the park. And that was my initial thought. Mm. Uh, that was my initial thought when I heard Ether. I'm not going front. I definitely don't think about that now. But when it first first came out the premiere, I thought the beat was trash. I knew Nas was going the the lyrics was definitely lethal and bluesing it. It was a nuclear ball yeah. for, for for lyricism. But I did feel like the fucking beat at first was trash <laughs> compared to takeover. I'm I'm gonna keep it a hundred. No, that, and that that's that's all we want. That's all we that's that's what we do here on Stay Woke. We keep it a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I actually thought the beat was fucking trash. Like right like of course later on, I'm I'm you know, of course either you know, you hear that beat now was fucking classic and 
was so important. Mm-hmm. At, and the and the meat of in the heat of the moment when you heard takeover production wise. Yeah, it was it was just it, it was so clean. Wise, nah. Like, yeah, yeah. Takeover takeover was was clean. And but to well, me that kind of fit. It kind of fit both of them at that time. Because Nas was still gritty, even though like they both were, I, I, they both were on the same pedestal of um, of relevancy and importancy in hip hop. But Nas was still trying to keep it more gritty, and Hove was trying to similar to what we see with Hove now. And not not saying that Nas hasn't elevated in, in that regard, but Hove still wants to give off that image of of superiority, kind of in, in essence of of clinging, polished, uh, a complete product. Word. Where Word. where Nas wants to keep it more more some would say real more authentic in in that regard of more gritty and Word. he just like you know, he, he's a cat that's gonna run up throw on any beat I'm gonna go in yeah he's like he's like fuck I, it I, I don't care what it is I'm just gonna because yeah. to, and, and and that and that might be the reason why he doesn't have the greatest air because for him it's not about the production <laughs> it's, it's 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 all about what he you say yeah it's all about what you say and how you say it where we we and we've said it about Jay Z prior is Jay-Z is a more complete person. To me, these kind of debates is kind of the LeBron James MJ debate to me. Like Nas would be the the MJ in this regard. MJ was a great scorer, great defender, great the greatest basketball of all times in my, in my opinion. But he's known for being a more a, a scorer than a passer. Right. He's a more right. individualized player where LeBron is more magic, more overall player. I want to elevate and and uh, bring everybody up so that we can we can kind of win. And it's not always relied on me. I am the I am the focal point, but I'm helping elevate others. And and it's more a polished product. That's how I see Jay Z and Nas. Nas is bruh. It's all about the lyrics. I'm gonna get this. I'm get yours off the glass. <laughs> get yours off the glass, cause I'm I'm putting all the shots up because I know I'm that talented lyrically. Where the production is his teammates. Um, I I don't care who these teammates are, cause I'm gonna make us win regardless with my with my words. And Jay's more like the LeBron. Uh, no, we need to get this good production. We need to make sure the marketing's right. We need to do all this to give a better overall complete polished product. Which so and also going back to what you're saying in regards to ether, I believe when they from my recollection and and I, I I have no facts to back this up at this time. I'm just going off of memory, but I believe when they premiered that uh, the ether track on uh, in Times Square uh, on Hot 97 is that was that rough draft of like Nas going in that night and giving it. What we hear now, I believe is the cleaned up, polished, mixed, and mastered version of the oh, production. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The studio, yeah. So, right. so that, that right also might that. add to why yeah. you feel differently about the production now is because they did clean it up, fix right. all those those messy audio uh, errors. Right. I believe so, too. So, I don't think, yeah. Yeah, going, going, uh, right. going back to the Drake thing, though, um, I definitely agree with you. The production was, a, uh, was for that, for the doopy yeah. or duppy freestyle was... That could be on an album. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's yeah, an album. That's an album cut. And Drake went in on 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 Pusha. He if he wrote it, whoever whoever wrote it, because I'm not going to uh, discredit Drake because I don't know whoever wrote it. No, I can't. Yeah, whoever wrote it, 
did a very good job. <laughs> uh, they yeah, they great, they uh, they made this competition a lot closer than I originally thought it was going to be. When I heard infrared, if I didn't, I initially didn't think Drake would respond, and I didn't think he would respond because Pusha is not like these other cats that that been going at Drake. He's 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 about that lyrical swords. He's yeah, he's Sun Tzu, Art of War, all the time. When when it comes when it comes to these words. <laughs> Yeah, I was definitely impressed by Drake's, I guess, return or comeback. Yeah, I caught myself. I caught myself like, yo, push you better. You better <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, we, yeah, we had that that conversation, and I was like, uh, I was like, please, I was like, don't, don't meek mill this, man. Don't meek mill this. Yeah. Don't, don't meek mill it. And uh, so I was, I was very happy that Pusha came back with a response, and that response was fire. Sort of the added on. Added on. Okay, thank you. Uh, woo. As 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 Chris says, yuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, he he did his homework. That's all I gotta say. Like, it's like a hit him up. It's like a hit. It's like a hit him up and take over. Yeah. Kind of like combine shit right there. Like. Yeah, he did his homework. He did his research and said, okay. Word, what what yeah, what what were the best things from all the di- I'm gonna go I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a history 101 of rap beefs. What 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 were the things that worked and what were the things that didn't work? And he basically took everything that worked <laughs> and made it into a song, and that's what we have as a response for Drake. Lethal, lethal. People are saying it wasn't fair. No, it's it, not fair. But... This is war. Everything's fair. War, man. Like, Everything yeah, is I'm fair. Getting a lot of that shit late. I'm getting a lot of that shit right now, though, man. I'm, you know, I heard it wasn't all that. I heard some shit. I'm not going front. Like I'm hearing, I'm, 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 I heard a couple of mixed situations, mixed feelings. I'm hearing people not getting the blackface thing. That bothered me, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Like, that that was the to me that was the most damning the damning thing about it is. The words, the bars, all that stuff, the character, the person. Well, for, let me let me rephrase this and let me let me say this. I don't think anything is off the table at this point. Yeah, nothing, nothing's off the table. Nothing's off the table at this point. Yeah. And, and Drake kind of Drake kind of set the tone for that himself. And they should never went to Virginia Williams. Exactly. When he when he when he mentioned his fiance, yeah, that's that's on the line. Girl, mama, and babies. You got if you bring them in, then you got to be prepared. You got to be prepared of whatever comes back at you as a result of that. Now, if you don't want that smoke, as they say, if you don't want that smoke, then you don't bring those those three things up. Moms, don't talk about nobody's mama. Don't talk about nobody's baby mama, girlfriend, significant other, whatever, and don't talk about their children. Those three things, everything else is it's 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 open for war. I can say whatever I want, however I want to. And so, to me, that's Drake's fault. And at this point, uh, it, it it reminds me of that post that I put on um Stable Podcast of, uh, wow, this escalated quickly. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, he he knocked it up a notch. But the the blackface, I agree with you. That will, I think, that might be the most devastating thing to Drake's career at this it point. Is. At this point, regardless, he, regardless is. of if you take all the words in the song to heart and as as 100 percent real, authentic facts, even with that, that is not as damning as that blackface. Yeah. That's, yeah. He fucked up with that. One. For, um, I guess, balance. I, I would like to say the statement that Drake released saying uh, his explanation for the blackface. He said that. Yeah, I mean. He, yeah, that was some bullshit. What what he said was that in I, I, 
I don't want I don't remember the dates, but he said when he was younger, him and a friend of his that were actors were trying to they were making a, a movie or a, a show that was basically highlighting how hard it is for black and people of color to get acting roles and jobs because there's not a lot of roles for uh, people of color that isn't derogatory or in essence blackface of them jicking and jiving just to get the job. And so that it was supposed to be uh, the way he presented it. It's supposed to be a, a satire of that. I can't yeah. validate or deny that myself. But what I will say is the response or the explanation of the response seems pretty weak for yeah, weak, for, for me. That's my again, it's my personal yeah, opinion, yeah, because and, and the reason why I say that is because the reason why I say that is because blackface is is so polarizing and it's so the, the history behind it is so strong that you really need to be very, very clear if you're going to try to do something like that. Um, the closest thing that we right. had was the that movie with Sevian Glover, uh, the tap dancer. Yeah. And and but that even got a lot of pushback and they did it and, and they they purposely were like making it very clear at what they were trying to portray, what the story was about, what the purpose of it was uh, of doing it. And they still had so much trouble with it. So I I just don't understand why or how you would see that as being appropriate. And if it isn't I, I, I just I just can't really make heads or tails of it. I, I, I want to because I do believe we should give people the, the benefit of the doubt unless proven otherwise. This is really all I will say is it's really damning and it wouldn't be as damning if there wasn't other claims about Drake's character. I think if his character wasn't so much in question outside of this for other things. I don't think I don't think it would be as damning because then we would be able to more full heartedly feel I mean, able to believe him. Because let's say let's say let's put somebody else in this position. Let's say J. Cole would never do it. But if J. Cole, a picture of J. Cole doing that came out and he gave that same explanation, I would tend to believe J. Cole because everything we've seen from J. Cole has showed he has a strong character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if he says we were really trying to highlight and, and showcase that, you know, black people in the industry are getting kind of fucked over, I'm going to believe it because everything he's done from this point has been to highlight things about the positive things about black people and and not bring to light the negative things about black people. You know what I'm saying? So he has a history of doing the right thing. Yeah, he has he has a, he has a history of being consciously aware. Exactly. Yeah, that's even that's perfect way of putting it. That's exactly that's so, exactly what yeah, I was trying it to say. Be different, right? It will it will be different if you was to catch him in a photo like that. You knew it was. You knew probably if he said that 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 was probably correct because you know that he has spent time on these subjects over the years mm -hmm. and did more, you know, and, and had, had conversation and you know, uh, he's brought it to his art. Exactly. Uh, that this isn't something music, new. So, yeah. yeah. This guy, Drake, doesn't know that. Like, I've heard of any song when he's anything about being a woke or... Exactly. And that's, that's what makes it so hard to believe. Like, that's exactly yeah. it. That's what makes it so hard to believe. We've never heard him say anything regarding being for or, or being a proponent of black black movement in all in any regard of and and deterring or stopping the negative stereotypes of black right. uh, uh, that associated with black people. So this is really new, and for him to say that he had this kind of desire so long ago, like to me, like if you had that desire so long ago, how come we've never seen? 
something to validate yeah. that moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Like when Cole's talking about, you know, the, the things of elevating his mind, he's been talking about things that might not be exactly what he's talking about now, but shows how he got to this point that he's, he's been evolving and moving closer and closer and closer and closer to this more elevated mental uh, state where again, this is the first time I heard anything at all about Drake doing something to for, for black lives and changing the narrative around black and, and things of that nature. So it's just, again, it, it could be true. Yeah. It could be true. Again, I don't know, but it doesn't. I believe, I mean, I believe, I believe it might've been true, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not really sure. I, I just feel like we would, we would have seen something else though, that, like, that would continue to show, you know, I am about this black Lives matter kind of, kind of thing of, of being conscious and, and, and elevating the, the brand. And, and, and because think about it, everybody we've seen, Donald Glover, people were saying that, oh, he hasn't been awoke. But if you really listen to what he's been saying since he's since he's been in uh, the light, you know, getting uh, notoriety, he's always talked about that stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, from, you, from from the beginning. He has no, Drake has no... No history with this. <laughs> any history, you know, zero. Absolute zero. I mean, he has, I'm like, like, a, like I said, like we both say, he makes good music. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I, I like, you know, I mean, especially when he raps, he gets put, he gets into his bars, he gets personal. You know, I always like the track that he talks about life and his, his shit. Yeah. Like, you know, those are, those are my favorite tracks from him when he actually goes in bars about life and, mm -hmm. and shit like that. But in all of that, there's zero, <laughs> zero music, zero conversations with him talking about any kind of thing going on with the world, current events the current state of mm. race, the current state of struggle, movements, nothing conscious. He's not quoted, not one uh, person of greatness that, that help our people, you know, get to where they at now. Or Yeah, I can't even think of even, even a reference all. to Martin Luther King quote, like, like that, you know, everybody's made some reference to Martin Luther King, but I haven't even seen, you know what I'm saying, like, like you said, nothing outside of zero. outside of this statement yeah. in regard to this this incident. So you know, for him to do that to be uh, caught with blackface on, and you know, you know what this shit that I was going to say that before, it bothered me that when the picture came out, and I had a few people that I had to explain or try to like refresh, like refresh their mind of what how how crazy blackface is. Like, oh. like, the history behind it. That bothered me that I had yeah. to do that, man. Yeah. Because there was a lot of people that just wasn't getting it. Like, they thought it was just a funny picture, Drake, but look yeah, at no, no, no. the blackface. It has like, historic it dull, references. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I found the myself having to, to, to explain what blackface came from and, and give brief history lessons to people about that shit. Because people were really weren't connected, and it bothered me a little bit. Like, where? Like, I don't know what blackface is. Like, like niggas ain't like. Yeah. Or maybe people didn't want to think that deep, or whatever. Maybe they knew, but they didn't really try to like get deep into it. But yo, just the sight of the image alone with blackface, with him on it, all that kind of shit, just alone is just a devastating thing. It's fuck. That's a blow. 
Yeah. That image alone brought up so many emotions, as you said, and it is disheartening to the fact that you did have to explain it to people. But it is also a positive that a positive of this is that there are a lot of people that didn't know what that was and that it did need to be explained to and that they did learn. Hopefully they learned something so that if they see that imagery again, they they can then take a stand against it. But if you don't know, you might just think it's, oh, funny, ah, ha, ha, ha. But then when you understand the history behind it, then you can then yeah. be an advocate f- to stop the ignorance of it. Of, you know, hey, no, this isn't funny, and this is why. This is why this isn't a joke. And Pusha T said it himself. He said the most, you, you, you got to take it with a grain of salt as well because he is the one that put it out. But he was like, that is the most damning thing is I need him to explain that. That's what I, I kept on seeing. Um, I think it was also the Breakfast Club. He called in the day that he released it or the day after, I believe. And that was one of the things he kept on saying is, forget all this other stuff. We need to address this. And, and he even says it in the, in the track. He's like, we're talking about character now. That is something I wanted to bring up before we get out of it because we have been talking a long time about this uh, <laughs> this Drake beef. But uh, I, did, I did wanted to ask you about, now that we've kind of addressed the, the blackface and, and the image of Drake and, and the history behind that, I wanted to ask you about the content of the actual song. Again, like I said, I don't think there's any limits that, that uh, Pusha crossed um, that he shouldn't have crossed. But I will say he did a lot of, a lot of research and he made it very personal. And the the stuff that he said in there is right. It does speak to Drake's character. Yeah, he uh he, he said some, some lethal, lethal, lethal attacks on his dad personally. Yeah. Um nah, he didn't go, yo, once you what yo, this is this is all it's all fair love and war, man. Mm-hmm. Yo, you know what I'm saying? He mentioned the Beyonce, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, he, he what the fuck? You unless you did that it's over. Like now you go now I'm about to go in on it. That's it. Yeah. Um I, No, I definitely agree. Like if you going if you you know, like like now if you gonna shoot nukes like you like if you wanna shoot some shots back and you're gonna respond and you gonna bring up like his fiancés or you gonna try to discredit their their placement with the with the record sales or or, or, or or ratings and their record labels and you gonna go in like that, yo be prepared somebody to come back hard, bro. Like, yeah. that's it. And I, th- I think Drake was sleeping thinking he was about to Meek Mill him. And I'm not taking nothing away from Meek Mill. I just didn't think he did. he came back to execute with his response back. No, he, 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 have. he took that you out. You know what I mean? He took that out. So, so now, was, you know, that's all. But with Meek, you know, he still just came harder, but so once you do that, you, yeah, you cross the you you, you open up the door. You ain't cross the line. You open the door and you open the battlefield up. So now, you know, instead of you getting shot, you just taking little light shots with little handguns. Yeah, now we pulling out motherfucking Gatling guns. Now. <laughs> now it's time to go to the Gatling guns. You know what I'm saying? You know we going to you going to we put the little handguns down. We put out them Gatling guns, man. You know what I'm saying? Fifty rounds. Let's get it. Hundred fifty rounds. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. You know, so, yeah. So, Pusha went in, you know, he brought up uh, the fact that uh, he got the, the, that porn star uh, or, or light. Wow. They said she was a light porn star. She wasn't really hardcore with it. And he had a baby. He has a baby with her, a secret baby, you know. That's a big blow because he's hot. He's not taking care of it. She came out. She's been around. It's been a, it's been around. And people were like, kind of threw it under, under the rug. This story came out months ago. You know, but people heard it. 
they thought about it for a few minutes, they threw it away because, you know, a lot of this shit happens with, with, with rappers and entertainers and girls come out and say certain things about them being pretty, like, oh, shit. And then it goes away real fast. And the fans are his, made sure it went away real fast. Well, push your brother back to the table. Not only did he bring it back to the table, he got our name. He got child's name. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like he went and found out the actual child's name, you know? So, you know, you're going to talk about fiancés, but guess what, motherfucker? You out here and you made a poor chick pregnant. You got a son bomb. His name was Adonis. You're not taking care of him. You plan to do something, but you was going to use an Adidas fresh <laughs> one to, to, to the world to, to, to show that, let them know that that's, he, he, he's worth more than that. You know, your mom's unhappy. Your father left you at five years old. You know what I'm saying? You want to talk about, you want to talk shit. You know, yeah. we can get into it. Your pops left you. Your mom was, was never married. She still can't find love. Your father running around here looking like Steve Harvey, trying to be like Steve <laughs> Harvey, stealing his swag. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Your number one producer, your hope, your number one producer, the man that creates your sounds on his last limb. That, that was kind of, that was a little fucked up. But, I mean, like, yo, we can go. I mean, it, it it is it's fucked up, but like you said, it's it's all all fair and love and war. And um, yeah, this just this just showed me that Pusha T Pusha T is one of your friends that when you go to when you go to war, you're like, damn, I am so glad you're on my side. <laughs> I'm so, yeah. I'm, yeah. so I'm so glad you're on my side, and you for me, not against me. Um, yeah. the same things that they say about uh, Draymond Green, uh, you know, since NBA Finals are coming up, is uh, teammates hate him. I mean, not teammates, uh, other players hate him. But his teammates love him, <laughs> so yeah, because yeah, yeah, he don't play when it comes to war. So that that's uh, Pusha T. Uh, the the thing I do want to 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 add on is the interesting aspect about it as well is I've heard, and I'm not again as people that have listened to the podcast before is I don't really be big on following blog sites and and things about that nature when it comes to what's going on in the artists and the celebrities, their personal lives. Uh, that's not really what I'm into. I, I like, like I said earlier, I like separating the art from the artist. I really enjoy the art right. and the process of creating the art. And then I still hope that I would hope that, you know, the artists are in line with the art that they're producing, but that's not always the case. And that's, that's fine. That's, that's part of life. But uh, the things that I did, I have heard about Drake prior, you know, about his character is that he doesn't have a good character. He's not really loyal. He's selfish. He's all about Aubrey kind of things. Some of those things came back out with uh, when Rihanna says that she doesn't talk to Drake anymore at all, even as a person, as a friend. Some of those claims came back up of, well, the reason why, because Rihanna talks to everybody. Uh, she's cool. Nobody really has any issues with Rihanna as far as I've heard. And for her to say that about Drake kind of gave me some insight of that, you know, maybe those character issues that people were talking about have some, some, um, some, 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 some weight. Yeah. Some, that it, that it is maybe substantial to it, something substantial to it for her to say that. And then you have this about the, you know, the character and the things. And then there was other things that I heard um, in regards to when he was dating Serena, Serena Williams, and kind of the shady kind of things that he did with that. Again, none of these things, I don't I don't have facts to validate them or anything like that. But when you take all that information, all these outside things, and then you add the things that Pusher just brought up, it goes, hmm, maybe there is some truth to those comments about his character. 
again, I don't want to uh, character assassinate Drake in any regard. But when you when you put that smoke out there, you got to be ready for for the return. And hopefully Drake has uh, has a good comeback for this comeback. But regardless, it's 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 beef and battles have always been a part of hip hop and always uh, I anticipate always will be because um, it is a competition. And as long as we don't take it and, and keep it and having reverted back to how it was in the 90s where actual lives were being taken as a result of these beefs, I think it's fine. But I, I am well, interested to see what Drake has to because I, I don't know how you come <laughs> to be honest i'm like i'm thinking like how do you come back from that like wh- yeah it's, that's, that's gonna be hard to come back from that yeah that's oh. like uh if it, uh, for the space players out there he just put down the big joker uh push your t so I, I don't know i don't know yeah, he, i mean i mean the, the war still I'm, I'm i'm assuming that the war is not over yet <laughs> you know what i mean i'm assuming but if it is, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay where it is right now. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, I mean, I don't know how you're gonna come back from this, man. I mean, this is some. You, know, you gotta dig. He's just gonna have to. And and push your teeth called up, and he said that on a Breakfast Club when he called up. But yesterday morning, I think it was yesterday morning, and he was like, "Yo, um, now, you know, he has to. He, we want answers. Yeah, he has yeah. to answer these these uh, issues at hand." Yeah, he's like, it's bigger than this rap stuff. Answer, answer about this yeah. blackface. Like that is the key. You gotta do that. You gotta do. You gotta answer about the blackface thing. That's first and foremost. And about that kid. Then you gotta, then you gotta talk about this kid. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta, you gotta bring these to the table and deal with these issues. And that's not first even. And, foremost. and that's not even addressing. That's not even addressing the the point that he brought up on the first track, infrared about ghostwriting. Like, <laughs> right. That that's that's the lowest on the totem now, as Pusha said. That's the lowest on the thing. If you get you got to answer about blackface and this kid first, and then go down some rings and get to do you write your own rhymes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm curious to see what 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 can he do or what will he do to come back. But you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, what I mean, Pusha got way more shit up his sleeve. Yeah, he. And everybody mean, was bugging like everybody was bugging me to Drake dropped his track like oh shit, Pusha ain't gonna respond a couple of days on Bob whatever the fuck, and we see why he didn't respond right away. He has lethal hard <laughs> shit. He, he has some investigating. <laughs> some, yeah, yeah, he had to tie up his investigation. Like okay, well, let's wrap up this investigation yeah, so we yeah, can put out yeah. put out this report, <laughs> the story of uh, Adondis. That's the report that uh <laughs> that he that he compiled. And Pusher said it on uh the, that same interview that you're talking about with the Breakfast Club, where he's like, you know, I I still got more. I still got more. He need to answer this first. Yeah, we can we can't even we can't even move past. We can't even get back. We can't, yeah, we can't even get to the other stuff that I have. I got more. I got more receipts. We can't even get to those other receipts until you address this one. Let's let's wrap, let's wrap this one up first, and then uh, then if you wrap this up, I got other stuff to put out for you. Yeah. So he's well prepared. Uh, like 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 my mama used to tell me all the time, you don't pick a fight unless you're ready to fight. Word. So <laughs> push it push it did start this, Word. but he started it with the anticipation that he's ready to finish it. So. I want to say, first of all, I want to say thank you, man, Trav, for uh, coming and doing this podcast. Man, it was a great discussion. We we tackled a lot for for this uh yeah, for, no this pusher, for this pusher for this pusher album. Definitely, I do want to do um an episode for each of the five track or the five albums that Kanye is going to produce. Um, so definitely I'm, come. I'm locked in for that. 
Yeah, I'm so cool, cool. So definitely yeah. come back and check us out. Um, check me, D. Ray Brinson, as well as Trav out. Um, we're gonna try to knock out and give some insight on all of these albums that Kanye is producing. So um, as uh, we talked about a little bit earlier, Pusha T's was first. We believe Kanye's is next, and then we believe it's Kanye and Kid Cudi's then Nas, and then Tiana Taylor's. We'll give some insight on all of these. They probably won't all be as long as this one in particular because there was a lot to digest for this one, especially yeah, especially with this beef stuff. I don't anticipate the rest being as long, but we'll see when the the albums come out. Hopefully they're going to be as fire, as uh, great um, as this one, but only time will tell and we'll find out shortly. So again, I want to say thank you to Trav, man. Again, seriously, I appreciate it. You know our motto, live, listen to some great music, and above all, love more, and we out. Yeah, one.